Jason Swain touchdown. It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop them. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give me two shots and a red flag. Trying to make it. Another day, another dollar. Another day, another dollar. Well, we back in the morning. How does it feel? Uh, it, it feels much better than the old routine of waking up at 6 o'clock and, you know, having to drive all the way into town to, to, <laughs> to, get, to, your, <laughs> to get to your house. Uh, no, I, I kid, I kid. It, the, the thunderstorms had me up early this morning. I, I was ready to go like old times. I, I was ready to be at. At your house, 645, 650, knowing me, probably more like 657 and ready to go at, at 7 o'clock. Uh, but I, I'm I'm excited. I'm glad to be back. It, it, it's only two hours a week, but two hours a week is, is better than no hours a week in my mind. Yeah, 100%, man. 100%. It's good to, it's good to be back with you uh, today. It's good to be back with everybody uh, today. And hopefully uh, everyone can hear me. Everything is, is good. If not, then, uh, hey, man, we, we'll make an adjustment. Uh, on on the fly, but a lot to get to today. A lot to get to today. A lot has happened. I don't know if it's me or not, but I, I don't think I don't I don't know if I can hear myself good enough. Y'all let me know if it's if it's good. Um, but a lot has happened. A lot to talk to. A lot to get to this morning. Don't want to waste any time. It's been a while since we talked about Tennessee. NFL draft in Tennessee, five players drafted Ben after 11 and two season player in the first round, Darnell Wright. You know, I love that pick going to my bears at pick number 10 had some other players slide after that with Hendon hooker, Jalen uh, Hyatt Tillman gets picked in the third round. Byron Young gets picked in the third round. All in all, you get five players drafted. And this is, this is what you want. We had Josh Heupel on Josh Swain. Uh, yesterday on Sports Animal, and this is what you want. This is what you want. This is what you have to have if you want to continue to build uh, a program that year in, year out, 
is going to compete for championships, not being a flash in the pan type of program where you have one good season and then you drop off for two or three, and then you have one good season and you drop off for two or three. No, if you want to have continued success year in, year out, you got to win games, you got to recruit at a high level, and you got to put dudes in the NFL. And it's a cycle, Ben, and right now Tennessee has it going. They do. It was a fun NFL draft if if you're a Tennessee fan. And and I also want to give a shout-out to uh, Jerome Carvin and Princeton Fant. I, I think they ended up in, in nice situations as well. Jerome Carvin signing an undrafted deal with the Chiefs and, and Princeton Fant uh, signing an undrafted deal with the Dallas Cowboys. I, I think those are, are two good places to, to land for those guys, and, and hopefully they can do a lot to, to stick – with those teams or uh, even do enough to, to stick on the practice squad. And the, and then you just kind of never know, maybe a team down the road picks you up a, as well and, and signs you to their 53 uh, man roster and their versatility is something that I think is really going to help them. And uh, you also had Jeremy Banks signing with the Bucks, Paxton Brooks with the Colts. It, it was, it was VFLs signing with teams left and right, uh, whether it be after they got drafted or, or through free agency as well. But the guys that got drafted, I don't know how you feel. You and I haven't actually had this conversation, but uh, I, I kind of like where each guy ended up. I, I really do. I'm jealous of you. I, I wanted Darnell Wright to end up with my Steelers because we needed a, a tackle, uh, and, and we got a tackle, and, and Broderick Jones seems like a, a fine pick for the Steelers. We'll, we'll see in in the long haul. But I, I was jealous. I, I wanted Darnell Wright to my Steelers, but he didn't last that long. Uh, and I like Kenan Hooker to the Lions. I, I thought Wes Rucker had a, a really nice column on on Hendon uh, being drafted by the Lions. Uh, th- there was a lot of uh, laughter when, when Hendon Hooker arrived at, at Tennessee, uh, not necessarily because of Hendon, but because of what Tennessee football was. And, and because of who he is, that kind of changed the, the view of Tennessee football. How we view Tennessee fo- football right now is much different than – when Hendon Hooker arrived, and and I think that he can kind of have that same impact on the Lions as well. The Lions have gotten up off the bat the last couple of years under Dan Campbell, but uh, I think Hendon's the type of guy that can be a leader in that building and and help elevate them even more and get them into the playoffs. I know you as a Bears fan is is just thrilled to to see Hendon have a ton of success over the next decade there in, in Detroit. Uh, but I like it. I mean, Cedric Tillman, he's just a great football player. I, I think he fits in pretty much anywhere. But as somebody who who has watched a ton of AFC North football in their life, he is AFC North football, just the physicality. And, and I think he'll be a great fit for the Browns. Just Cedric, don't hang out with Deshaun off the field. Spend a lot of time with him on the field. Just to avoid Deshaun off the field would, would be uh, my only advice, and I I, I kind of think the same about Ryan, Byron Young, just a really good football player. He He's going to stick in, in most situations, in my opinion, and I, I think the, the interesting one is, is Jalen Hyatt, um, just because he is somebody that uh, I don't think he's a one-trick pony, but but he certainly has his, his specialty, uh, and that is his speed, and, and I'll be real curious to see how the, the Giants utilize him. I'm higher on Daniel Jones than most, so I, I, I kind of like the fit. Saquon Barkley, there's some other weapons there to where he doesn't have to be the guy. I, I think he can kind of blend in and until he uh, adapts to, to NFL football. Uh, but for the most part, Swain, I, I don't know how you feel, but I, I really, really liked all the fits of, of where those Tennessee guys ended up. 
What, what about my feelings, Ben? Does does my feelings not matter here? Your your feelings do matter, but I mean, what you, a, you can't be sour because you ended up with Darnell Wright. I so mean, even though Hendon it, ended up on the Lions, like you, you still got a vol, so you should feel good. You know Hendon is my guy. You know Hendon Hooker is my guy. And now he's a Detroit line. It's a good fit for him. I mean, it really is a good fit for him. I deal. I'll deal. I'll be okay. Because you're right. We got Darnell right. And if I had to pick one fall to be on my squad this upcoming season, it would be Darnell right. You also had Justin Fields. So I mean, that's what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm good. It, it'd be different if you were lacking a, <laughs> a quarterback, good. but like you have Justin Fields and I'm good. If, if the Bears can surround him with some weapons. I mean, they've already surrounded him with the best fullback in the league and the best right tackle in the league. So they're, they're off to a nice start. If they can add some other weapons as as well, get rid of Chase Claypool, and, and the Bears' <laughs> offense is going to be rocking and rolling. Uh, we back like we never left, that's for sure. Um, there's a lot of talk about Josh Heupel's offense. There's a lot of talk about Jalen Hyatt. And I, for one, did not want him to go to New York because I knew this would happen. I knew that he would get these questions about his route running abilities, his offense. But I'll tell you what, he's he's handling things perfectly. I'm proud of him. The questions that he's getting from the New York media, it's fair. It's fair. Is it annoying? Yeah, it's annoying because as a Tennessee fan, you hear it from opposing fan bases. Oh, your your offense this, your offense that. It doesn't do this. It doesn't do that. Uh, it's putting up fifty on your ass. That's what it's doing. Except for Georgia, South Carolina. It happened two years ago. So everybody except for Georgia, it's putting fifty on you. Okay. So it's annoying from a Tennessee fan standpoint because you're hearing all these people talk about your offense because it's not air quotes normal, but the whole object is to score points in Tennessee has then has done that better than anyone else in the country in the last two years for, for Jayla Hyatt. He gets questioned by the Dallas Cowboy wide receiver coach right before pro day, which hey, it's fair because that, that coach is trying to see what Jalen's made of and challenge him and see how he's going to respond. But if you're Josh Heupel, man, everyone's talking about your offense, and this is great. Like, I, if you're Josh Heupel, you want people talking about your offense. It may not all be flattering, and that's fine. You know, Josh Heupel's a competitor. We know he wants to 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 be a champion. He is a champion as a college football player, but people are talking about his offense. I think this is a really, really good thing, and for Jalen Hyatt, he's going to have to go and prove it. He uh, had a couple of days there in, in New York, and um, he's you know looks like he's back in Knoxville. Had an event um, here yesterday, but these guys will have to go prove. But I agree with you, Ben. I do like the destinations of the players that were drafted and the players that signed free agent deals. Now we're gonna take a quick break. We gotta be on time up in here, and we gotta come back and Ben. I, my hopes was all up. About about Tennessee baseball handling business. <laughs> Holds up. More on his slapping home runs. 
Griffin Merritt slapping home runs. Maui Ahuna slapping home runs. My man Blake Burke, he just chilling back a little bit because everybody else doing doing their thing. Just playing at an all-time elite level at home. Have my hopes all up. Go on the road. I would I I wasn't expecting that. I was. I did. But I didn't expect it because you know, before the Georgia series, Tennessee was what, one and nine on the road. But I I need you to help me here, Ben. I need you to help me. So come back from break. We are going to discuss Tennessee baseball. And we got Tennessee basketball to discuss. We got a little bit of everything to discuss. The Swain Event app, it is free for Android Apple devices. The text box is the best way to lock in with us today. It's the best way. I'm in the studio right here in the Low T Center studio. Ben is on the outskirts of Knoxville. <laughs> I am in Knoxville, okay? I, I, I may be on the line. Yeah, the outskirts. Just, just inside the line. But I am I'm in I'm in the building. So, I, I'm in I'm in the lines. And so uh with the setup is like this, it's really difficult to answer the phone and produce the show and, and host the show at the same time. So text box, that's the best way for today. We're gonna get Ben in the studio. Uh <laughs> Here soon, but come back from break. Tennessee baseball. Ben, what is going on, my man? Swain event. It's great to be back with you in the morning. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Guys, if you notice a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be low T. You know you need to stop playing around and schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month, cash pay, or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you just want the convenience of at-home treatment, all good. Low T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. You're listening to The Swain Event. You don't say. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. (laughs) 
Twin Events, TwinEvents.com, Fueled by Daddy and Barbecue. It is 8-16 on a beautiful Tuesday. I mean, it's, it's beautiful now. It was rough this morning. It was rough this morning, but we good now. Look at Ben. Look at Ben, man. Papa Ben. Ben, how old is Knox now? How old or how is he? How old? Nine and a half months. Ooh, woo. Papa Ben McKee. <laughs> Proud of you, Ben. Now you know what it's like. <laughs> Yes, I do. Well, <laughs> I, I I know what it's like, but I, I still feel like you are on, on a different level of parenting because you have three. I I, yeah. I have one, and and I I've been blessed that the the first child has been easy as as all get out. Uh, he, he's been super easy to to take care of uh, these these nine and a half months, which which probably means the second one is. If if there is a second one, it's it's gonna be the the pain in the butt to oh, he's gonna deal be bad with. Ass. He's gonna be a badass. Correct. He's gonna be a badass. So, you just get you just you you just wait. I I know. So no, I I I've, I've been really lucky, but even even though he's been super easy to to take care of and and whatnot, and it, it's been fun and and it's been real easy, relatively speaking. Like I still can't imagine like the the friends that I have that have two, or like even you that have three. Like I I can't. I can't imagine. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's another it's another ball game, man. Let's and get you up. practically have twins too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, they're really close. But the oldest one's fourteen, so um, it's, it's it's not all that uh, rough. But three is three for sure. All right, let's get up in this text box, man. I know a lot of people have been waiting a long time to hit this text box up in the AM. Mm-hmm. As people are going to work and people are at work right now, again, just want to reiterate, we're happy to be with you. Uh, glad that we was able to make it work. I mean, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. If, if you know this, it took a lot to make this happen. And um, I'm glad that everything worked out to be able to do so because I think the people were really, really, really um, missing the program. And I miss the people. I know you miss the people as well. So, it's gonna be bad for sure. I think we've been talking about it since December. Mm, yeah, but why? If not, if not further back, so it, it's it's nice to to see it come to fruition in in some capacity. And and you hit the nail on the head. I, obviously, I miss chopping it up with with you and and talking sports and, and whatnot, and and seeing you and the family on a daily basis. But I certainly miss the the people the most. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right, let me get to the text box. Donovan says, love y'all. Been missing the Swain event. Many prayers for you guys. Swain, I've got a 14-year-old. About, uh, I bought some Girl Scout cookies from her years ago. Man, you getting old, Swain. Man, I'm so happy to be getting old because uh, it's better than the alternative. And uh, my 14-year-old will be 15 in about two and a half weeks or so, which means Ooh. next year she'll be driving. Oh, hell. Um. <laughs> Bo from Riceville says it's so so awesome of you guys to have the show back on my birthday. Happy birthday, Bo. You really know how to make a guy feel special. All kidding aside, I'm thrilled to hear your voices again in the morning live. 
back old Vol fan says, damn, feels good to have y'all back in the morning. Uh, got another one. Can't express how having y'all back in the morning has made my day. Thank you for always keeping things real for us. Nathaniel's good to be using this again. Good morning, y'all. Bulldog Brian. What's up, Bulldog Brian? Might be the best Georgia Bulldog fan that I know. He says, I have the tie losing three games this season. Can the Vols be one of the ones to deal them a blow in the loss column? Tough to win Tuscaloosa for a visiting team. I have Texas and LSU winning. Will the third loss be Vols or Texas A&M? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, that's a good question. Should we answer it right now? Or, or should we follow through with our promise to talk about Tennessee baseball? Oh, that's such a good question. Well, my, my answer on, on Alabama football is simple. It, it just depends on what their quarterback position and situation looks like. Oh, we it, know it, it looks like, man. Oh, the, the fact that they brought in another transfer tells you all you need to know uh, about what Nick Saban and, and that coaching staff feels uh, about their quarterback situation. So I, I guess it, it depends on on how well he adapts to to SEC football. I mean, I don't I don't think he's some big time transfer. I mean, I, I think he's a solid quarterback, but I, I don't know that he's going. He's certainly not going to be Bryce Young. And I, I realize Bryce Young was number one overall pick. I think he was the best player in college football last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he doesn't have to be that. But I also don't know that he's going to be what we we've been used to seeing from Alabama since like the AJ McCarron era, because it's been Jalen Hurts and Tua Tungavailoa and, and Bryce Young. Like I I don't think he's gonna be on that level. So I, I think it depends on on A, what his supporting cast looks like, because I, I don't think we talked enough about the fact that outside of Jameer Gibbs, like Bryce Young didn't have a whole lot to work with. It, it wasn't the typical Alabama supporting cast that we've be, become accustomed to. So does it get back to looking like Alabama? And then how does the quarterback situation play out? That that will determine the answer to that question. I, I really think it's that simple. And for Tennessee, like, yeah, they have a they have question marks on offense. Like, can Brew McCoy and Ramel Keaton and Dante Thornton can can they be as productive as the guys last year? That that's a question. Can Tennessee figure out the tackle situation without Darnell Wright? Like, those are huge questions that I think will impact Joe Milton. But just to to be real simple, is this finally the season where it clicks for Joe Milton? I mean, that's going to determine a lot of Tennessee success this year as well. Replacing Darnell Wright is not going to be easy. It's going to be very, very hard. Although I think John Campbell's an NFL guy. Transfer from Miami. I think he's the NFL guy. He's not going to be Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright come around every, every once a decade, if you're lucky. He, Dude, special, and he peaked a little bit late in his college career, but it's okay. He's special. Alabama, they don't have the receivers. They'll be good at running back. They always have good running backs, but they don't have Jameer Gibbs. But they'll be good at running back. The offensive line, they'll be they'll be strong. Quarterback, we know what that situation is because they had to go out and add a quarterback after the spring game. Defense at the cornerback position. They got Kool-Aid. They got Kool-Aid. McKistry. Yeah, they got Kool-Aid. He's a baller. He's an NFL guy. He'll be first, second, third round guy. He's a baller. But the secondary hasn't been the same Alabama in a while. 
I don't know what's going to happen in Alabama, but I do like our chances. Joe Milton, how is he going to play? I think Joe Milton is ready, ready to take off. I think he is too, but he's still got to go prove it. Oh, 100%. Now, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with saying that he's going to be this year's Anthony Richardson in terms of where he gets drafted. Like, I don't know if I'm going to sit here and say that I see Joe Milton being drafted in the top five or top ten. What I can say about Joe Milton as it relates to Anthony Richardson is that he can have a a season where in one season as a full-time starter, he can prove that he belongs at the next level. That's the comparison of Anthony Richardson. Because he's not fast as Anthony Richardson. He's not as athletic as Anthony Richardson. But boy... No one has an arm like Joe Milton. And we saw last year. Nobody. Nobody. And we saw last year, the touch is there. The accuracy is there. He's improved in that area. And when I got a chance to talk to Joe Milton about it, it was after, I want to say it was after a game. Uh, I was I was filling in for Bob Kessler involved network, and I was asking Joe Milton a question about, throwing the football and, and the difference. Or maybe it was Tennessee Prime. I don't know, dude. There's so many things going on. <laughs> um, but the answer is the most important thing here. He said that he got more comfortable with his guys. So when he first got here, you got to think about it. He got here after spring. So he had May, June, July, fall camp. That's four months to learn the offense. And now he has to learn the tendencies of the guys he's throwing to. Who's who can run underneath a deep ball? Who can't? Who has the 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 speed to turn it on? Who's the best route runner? Like he had to learn his guys. And so you saw a lot of balls in his first season as a starter being overthrown. Well, he got used to those guys. The squirrel wide to the world, the Romel Keats of the world. These are the guys that he was going with. In practice, because he's worked with the two. So when he came out last year in, in mop up duty, I mean those guys are on the same page because they had worked together during practice. And then the ball game in the Vanderbilt game throws a great ball to Jalen Hyde on a go route. But throwing a ball to Romel and Squirrel is something that he's done for months and months and months. His relationship with Hendon will be the reason why Joe has the best season of his career because Joe got a chance to learn what it's like to to play quarterback, not just throwing the ball and saying hut, but to lead, lead from the front, be vocal, handle your business from a preparation standpoint um, and understand what a brothership brotherhood and a friendship really, 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 feels like and what it's supposed to mean. And, man, when you feel that love, it brings out the best in you. And I think we are seeing the best out of Joe Milton. We're going to continue to see the best out of Joe Milton if he can just stay, stay healthy. But I'm fired up about what he's going to do. But what you just said, Ben, we got to see it. He got to go do, do it. I, I feel all the same things that you just said. So let me ask you this. I like. I think Joe Milton's going to have a good season. I, I think the question is how good. 
is is yeah. is it good enough or is it a special season? I I think that's the the question. But I, I do think that we're going to see a different Joe Milton than what we became accustomed to during his first season. Like I I, I would be very 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 surprised. I, I'd be stunned if old Joe Milton showed up for an entire season because yeah. I I agree again with everything you just said. I I think he's a totally different leader person football player quarterback I, I think he's completely different for for all the right reasons and and not that he was like a bad person or a bad teammate he just needed to mature just, just like a lot of guys do in, in college and I think he's really learned from Hendon like you said and and I think he's really developed under Josh Heupel and Joey Halsley and Alex Golish I, I think those guys have really helped him become a quarterback rather than an athlete playing the quarterback position. Uh, so let me ask you this, okay. because I, I think he played really well against Vanderbilt and Clemson to end the season. And Ooh. I realize that Vanderbilt oh, is come Vanderbilt. On, man. This is the first show back in the morning, and you're going to give me that. That was weak. <laughs> Vanderbilt. There you go. I've been trying to teach Josh how to do it. He tried to do it yesterday on the show. It was It was terrible. It was terrible. terrible. It was it was terrible, terrible. <laughs> but that was good right there, man. But I, I I know that it's Vanderbilt. But if he plays like he did against Vanderbilt and Clemson for the entirety of a season, he's a top five pick, right? He's definitely a first round pick. There, there's no doubt about that in, in my mind. The question is how high of a a first round pick. And I think because of how desperate teams are for quarterbacks, I, I mean, you saw the Panthers be very aggressive and, and trade up to, to make sure that they could land um, Bryce Young. Uh, the, the Texans absolutely pulled the wool over the eyes of the Titans and, and put it out a narrative to make it seem like maybe the Titans had a chance of, of drafting CJ Stroud, but they made sure to take him at two. Don't talk about the Titans in the draft. You're going to trigger people this morning. Ooh. Don't talk about the Titans in the draft, man. You're going to have people <laughs> mad this morning. Don't do it. <laughs> I, I, I feel so bad for Titans fans. And, and at, at least, well, I was going to say, at least like they used a second-round pick on Will Levis. That that makes a little more sense um, because I, I don't mind somebody drafting Will Levis in, in the second or third round and, and trying to develop him because he does have the athleticism and the arm strength to to potentially develop into a, a legitimate NFL quarterback. But they pretty much used a first-round pick on Will Levis. Like, they were barely into the second round and decided to to take Will Levis. And, and we'll see what Hendon Hooker ends up being in the NFL. But they also could have had Hooker. I, I just feel really bad for Titans fans. They, they thought that they had avoided Will Levis in the first round on Thursday night, and then, bam, right right to start the, the second round on, on Friday night, they, they take Will Levis. So, We'll we'll see how that one plays out, but Joe Milton's going to be a top five, top ten pick, right? If he plays as well as he did for an entire season, like he did against Vanderbilt and Clemson. No, I don't think so. Even with how desperate teams get for a quarterback, Caleb Williams probably be Caleb Williams or or, or Drake May. They'll be those two will definitely be top five. And I, then, I think it depends on if Milton's good enough to. To go higher, yeah, I mean, not higher than them, but like go as practically high in, in that top five, top ten range. 
So the the, the 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 Anthony Richardson range. Yeah, I mean the quarterbacks that Joe Milton's going to, have to compete against is going to be JJ McCartney at Michigan. It's going to be uh, Drake May, North Carolina. It's going to be Caleb Williams at, at USC. It's going to be guys like that, and I mean they're going to be younger. They're going to have maybe higher upside, maybe a little higher ceiling, maybe. Is how they're going to look at it, but first round. Yeah, I, th- I think I think if Joe goes out there and plays like he played against Vanderbilt and Clemson, which those two games are unlike how Hendon had to play for the entire season. I hope we understand that, right? I hope we listen. I hope we understand how Joe played in those last two games. I'm going to give you a quick little example, and then we, we're going to take a phone call, and then uh, we'll go to break and push baseball to the next segment. But that Vanderbilt game, Dude, it was it was raining. It was really uncomfortable being there and not playing the game. It was it was raining. It was uncomfortable. The conditions were not ideal. And Joe threw the ball as well as you 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 could with those field conditions. Tennessee handled business. Clemson, we did not run the ball well at all. It took being patient, our defense did a really good job of forcing Clemson to kick field goals. They missed them. But it didn't come easy for Tennessee at the beginning like we are accustomed to seeing with Tennessee's fast starts on offense. We're used to seeing, oh, man, Tennessee's up 14 nothing. Tennessee's up 7, you know, 10-3. Well, Clemson's defense is good. We couldn't run the football. Joe didn't have any turnovers. He didn't force it. He was patient. But when the opportunity came, he made he made plays. I don't think Joe will have to be what Hendon was for this offense next cup this next season. Because remember what Josh Heupel said to Big Orange Caravan, his comments about Tennessee playing elite defense. He says Tennessee's gonna play elite defense. Meaning, and I'm not saying it's gonna happen this year, but I think it's gonna be better. Meaning, defense is gonna be better. It's going to take more pressure off the offense, and the quarterback does not have to go out there and be Hendon versus Florida. Superman. Hendon, huh? Don't have to be Superman. Yeah, because Hendon versus Florida, bro, like that was a great performance, but Hendon can barely walk after the game. He got beat up really good. Why? Because Anthony Richardson had his best damn game of the season. I mean, he, he was awesome. And our defense didn't play as well as we would like to play. And I'm not sitting here pointing fingers at Tim Banks because I know that's what people like to do is go straight to the coach. And No, it ain't on Tim Banks like that. You're still building talent. The first season, Tennessee has 67 scholarship players. The first season. Last year was the second season. And so you're still under the 85 mark. It's between 80 and 85. So you're, cl- you're, you're closer to uh, a full scholarship roster. But, like, as the defense gets better with more talent, and we s- saw that with the portal and freshmen coming in, the defense is going to play better. So when that happens, offense will have less pressure on them. But if Joe is throwing the ball with velocity and being accurate and being a good, good leader and playing with poise and throwing t- – Anticipation, 
and he doesn't put the, put up the same number as Hendon, like that's okay. He can still be a first round pick, and Tennessee can still win a lot of games. So, to answer your question, I don't think he's I, I don't think a top five, top ten pick, but I do feel like he'd be in the first round if he plays like he played against Vanderbilt and Clemson for the entire season. That's that's my take. All right. See, see what Bulldog Brian did to us? Talk a little football. Got us. We're going to talk football now. That's what we do. We love talking some football, but it is baseball season. And Ben McKee, I need some help, man. I mean, I mean, SEC baseball was weird this weekend. It was it was weird. It's, it's I, need, I need for ba- SEC baseball to make up its mind. What, what you going to be? <laughs> It's it's going to be a juggernaut, and, and and you said it. The the weekend was weird around the SEC. Only one home team did not win this weekend, and it was the worst team in the league in Mississippi State. Man, I mean, and like you had, it, like you had really good teams on the road fail to win against bubble teams, with LSU losing, uh, Florida losing. And that's going to help Auburn and A&M get in the tournament. Uh, Georgia was the last team in the field. Tennessee uh, probably helped Georgia solidify its spot. So it's it's SEC baseball. For, for those who are kind of new to Tennessee baseball and SEC baseball, that's what it is every year. Everybody beats up on one another, and then typically they all get into the tournament and, and do well against everybody else. I saw a stat yesterday real quick. The SEC is 267-61 and 61 against teams outside of the sec 267 and 61 and like an 82 winning percentage 82 percent winning percentage against teams outside the sec yeah in baseball in baseball if that was football it'd be like 300 and something it'd be like 90 something <laughs> percent but baseball is just it's, it's a crazy game man it's a crazy game all right we'll take a break we'll try to get to the phones again it's a lot it's a lot going on so it's hard to do the phones in the studio solo. So we'll try to get to the phones. We come back for break. Tennessee baseball coming up. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. I'm live here in the Low T Center studio. Stay with us. Be right back. Top 100 barbecue restaurant, Dead End Barbecue, is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey there, Swain Event Crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're an everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! 
Fellas, do you need an annual health exam? I recommend going to Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They will check all of your levels, not just your T level. In most cases, it's completely covered by your health insurance. And if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 for a full lab panel and office visit with the medical provider to give you a complete health assessment. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy, even verifying your insurance. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your online appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like the show on Facebook. All right, Sweet Event Fueled by Dead and Barbecue. We are going to go to the phones. Got a chance to get to the phones during the break. You like this one, Ben McKee? Well, uh, <laughs> I already know who it is. Who is it? The Dylan Brooks of the Swain Event. <laughs> uh, does, that, does that mean I'm getting cut? Well, how's that work? No, you're, oh, not, sorry. Getting, you're not getting cut. I thought you were a storm. Never mind. Oh, okay, okay. So I guess I'm more of the uh, Ja Morant, huh? Uh, yes, you you are you are from West Tennessee. You've probably been hanging out with Ja. Well, that's funny. You bring up Dylan Brooks. My son's actually wearing his Ja Morant jersey to school today. I I'm very proud of uh, young Dr. Vall, um, but I, I I got nervous for a second. I thought you were going to say that he was wearing a, a Dylan Brooks jersey to school, and and I was going to be very disappointed. Well, it was probably going to make some phone calls um, to to whoever needs to be contacted about child abuse, and then their their kid to school in a Dylan Brooks uniform jersey. I I got nervous for a second, Dr. Vall. Well, now somebody who loves the trash talk, I'm not going to allow my kid to wear a jersey, my man, who trash talks but can't back it up. I I could go on a a rant for two hours on on Dylan Brooks, but we have 18 or so minutes left in the show, so I'm going to let you proceed. Hey man, we 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 the the end time is fluid. That's why I said or so. Yeah, it's 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 fluid. I know I put a put a hard uh, out time at 9 a.m., but. You know, it's it's fluid. We don't. We good, okay. Uh, you know, I'm going to pull a pre-cancel Kanye West. I know y'all want to talk about baseball, but I got to revert back to football for a minute. When will Titansville find out that the Titans drafted Will Levis? Do you think it's going to be when they roll him out there in the preseason game, or when the starter gets hurt and he goes in? How's that going to work? Mm, I think he's already found out. I'm talking about that late. You don't know how Titansville cannot stay on task or keep up. I, I don't know. I, you got more faith in him than I do. Yeah, it's, it's, he probably found out yesterday. Guys, you know, I'm, I don't normally lean negative. I'm, I'm working on that process. Um, hot negative. take. Negative. I, I'm going to be very upset. I, I really expect to win in the swamp, and I'm like 64. Five, maybe seventy-five percent sure we should win in Tuscaloosa this year. That's not that's not negative. That's that's pretty positive. First of that's all, that's what I'm saying. I'm normally yeah. negative, but I'm I'm going different. I'm going positive all this morning. Well, Dr. Ball, Tennessee just got good football. Yeah, I mean, amazing what that'll do to a psyche of a fan. Yeah, so I mean, you a football first type of fan, and that's 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 all good. And we just we just got good, so 
you don't have to apologize for you know being negative and now just becoming positive. That's that's probably most of us. But I do expect to go down and, and win in the swamp. I expect Tennessee to go down and, and play well, well enough to win in Tuscaloosa. I do understand how hard that place is to win, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, and, and the thing with Alabama, it's just their quarterback situation. And this is not a knock for my West Tennessean folks, but football around here is not like it is where y'all are at. And Ty Simpson, I just, I'm not a believer in that guy. Well, I don't look like Nick Saban is either. No, no, that that's why it didn't surprise me when they got that transfer. I'm over here. I was over here all mad that he picked Alabama. Just think about how hurt and bothered and mad we was that Ty Simpson grew up as a Tennessee fan, picked Alabama. We don't even care anymore. We don't care. Shout out to Nico. <laughs> exactly. We don't even care now. We glad he went. But thanks for the call, Dr. Vols. Good to hear hear from you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Ben, when are we gonna start winning baseball games again? <laughs> uh, I mean, they've won. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Man. Nine out of their last eleven. <laughs> hey, man, we... ignore the fact that they're on a two game losing streak, but they, <laughs> they they they've won nine out of the last eleven. I think. Hey, man. Last year spoiled. Some of us so much. So much. Like last year was the Not best normal. regular season season in baseball history in college. And like I know some of the eras this year has been, you know, little league, right? Some of the mental mistakes. But to expect us to do what we did last year was crazy. All right, Ben, I'm gonna answer the phone. Why did Tennessee lose the Georgia series? And what do we need to do to get back so that way we have a chance in postseason? Uh, newsflash, if you want to win, you might have to do it away from Lindsey Nelson Stadium. That is very true. And the 2-11 and record away from Lindsey Nelson Stadium doesn't doesn't inspire confidence. Uh, it, it is fun to think that Tennessee plays in Hoover three weeks from today. That'll be fun. Hopefully that can start a, a nice, nice postseason run but i'll be honest with you i i don't feel as bad about tennessee coming out of the weekend as as maybe i i thought that i would have if you would have told me before the series that tennessee was going to lose to georgia i i don't feel the way that i thought that i would have felt uh, because georgia isn't the greatest team i, I do think they're solid uh, i i do think they've underperformed and, and part of that is because the university of georgia only cares about its football program so they only put resources in into the football program. Uh, and it's kind of surprising that basketball and, and baseball are, are just kind of average at best most of the time. Um, but they they have a good top of the lineup, and, and they made Tennessee pay. But uh, just to, to really simplify things, that Saturday loss, that game two loss, I thought that was more just kind of bad luck and, and baseball being baseball. I mean, the pitching staff held them to three runs, and they were hitting the ball, barreling balls up, and, and they are just kind of hitting it right at guys. Uh, and, and I also thought that the umpire was very, very bad in that game. Uh, and th- this isn't me being the guy on social media complaining about the refs or, or the umpires. Like, there, there are statistics that the TrackMan system that teams use to track balls and strikes, like the, the system was showing the pitches that he was calling strikes against Tennessee. They were literally balls. 
Uh, so there, there's statistical evidence of, of me not being the, the guy on social media that complains about the, the refs. I'm not trying to use that as an excuse. That that was a reason, I think. And Tennessee did not handle that well. They need to be more mature. I think that's kind of the biggest issue with this team is that they don't handle adversity and, and handle failure all that well. I don't think that the leadership is like bad or anything. I just don't know that it's been what it has been the last two years. Uh, for a, a lot of different reasons, and and we could talk a, for an hour about those reasons. But I, I just kind of thought Saturday was more bad luck than anything, and baseball being baseball. And uh, on Sunday, the the game that lost them the series, you you can question whether Tony left Drew Beam in there uh, a little too long. I uh, I would have made a pitching change in that fifth inning, uh, especially before the second home run. But Drew Beam in the fourth inning, he did give up a leadoff walk, but then he got a, a perfect ground ball to the next batter for a double play and then struck out the guy uh, to end the inning. And then he comes back and gets a ground ball that Christian Moore commits an error on. And then he did hang a slider to Condon, who crushed it for a two-run homer. But then he gets back-to-back ground balls as well. So I, I don't, I, I know the, the outing kind of started off rough for Beam, but I actually think he was kind of good in that fourth and fifth inning and didn't get help from his defense in that fifth inning. And again, you probably should have pulled beam after that first home run. But the way I look at it is if Christian Moore fields two ground balls, the the way that he's capable of and, and the way that he should have, they, they were pretty routine ground balls. Second one was a little more difficult of a play, but they're both plays that he should make 10 times out of 10. In my opinion, if he makes those plays, it's a five, four baseball game after five innings. So, um, I think that fifth inning and, and those defensive mistakes is is what led to their loss in that game three. Excuse me, as my coffee is creeping up on me. And then the rest of that game three, like they they continued to hit into bad luck, and I, I don't again feel like they handled adversity all that well. So uh, the reason I don't feel as bad coming out of the weekend as I thought that I would have going into it if I had known that they were going to lose is because earlier in the season, Swain, when you kind of looked back on the weekend at Arkansas and the weekend at LSU, the weekend at Missouri, uh, those road series, plus the, the road or the, the home series lost to Florida. There was like a million things that you could point out that was wrong with this baseball team. And, and to me, like there aren't a million things that are wrong with this baseball team anymore. I, I think it boiled down really to that fifth inning when a guy should have fielded two routine ground balls that, that he didn't. I think that's kind of what it boiled down to that along with some bad luck and, and baseball being baseball. You're muted, I believe. Ben, um, might want to turn your volume down. <laughs> Everybody might want to turn your volume down. Because on the Swain Event Hotline, we have Volstorm. Ladies and gentlemen, I woke up this morning in darkness. The rain was coming down, thunder, lightning. And then the sun came out. It did. And I got the Blair Swain event through my car stereo speakers again. It's a good day, boys. Good day, man. It's a good day. It's good to it's good to uh do the show in the morning, man. Good yeah, coincidence that the coincidence that, that, that the sun came out the, the moment the, the Swain event intro started playing? I don't think so. Compared me to Dylan Brooks. I'm just glad you're not living in a dumpster like everybody said then. Yeah, me too. I'm glad I could finally get out of that box and 
and and and move into a real home. I tell you what, man. Doing a show this morning is totally different than doing it before because, like, both both of us got to drop off kids <laughs> to, to come back home <laughs> to do the show. Like, is this? Woo! It's different. It's different. But hey, man. Again, it's good to be back. It's good to hear your voice, Volstorm. How fast do you think Triple O D press by on the hit and hooker jersey? <laughs> Too fast. Too fast. <laughs> hey, man, the Lions will be good this year. They gonna probably be good. bought it before they even announced his his jersey. Because what he's wearing twelve, right? Yeah. With, with the Lions. Yeah. You, and, yeah. and you know, like on draft night, they released the jerseys with like the name, the like who they drafted their last name on the back, but then the number is like the draft class. So like mm-hmm. this year it was twenty three. He he probably bought it before hooker actually had his jersey number so he probably has like a a hooker 23 jersey because he was drafted in in 2023 that that's how quick triple og jamie (laughs) bought a a hidden hooker jersey before they could even give him a jersey number he's the only one running around with a hidden hooker jersey since 23 (laughs) yep and he does not care at all no he don't he don't care at all so don't the only baseball game I've gotten a chance to get out and see was the sweep of Vanderbilt. There you go. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I gotta say, I've been a little concerned with them this season because they, they seem very erratic. That is a great way to describe them. Everybody's focused on some of the pitchers not living up to expectations, and, and not that that's not fair. And there's also been some frustration with guys in the lineup. And again, not that that's not fair, but the biggest issue has been the defense. That they are the worst defense in the SEC, statistically speaking, in terms of errors committed and fielding percentage. Uh, at least they were going into this last weekend, and and that's been their their biggest issue. It is exactly the word that you use. They are erratic, and I think that's because for the most part they're a a young inexperienced, immature team, and uh, they've grown up a little bit more this second half of the season, which is why they've had a little bit more success. But, man, they they are definitely erratic. That is the perfect way to describe this baseball team. So what happened at Georgia? Because it seemed like they they started off really hot, and then the last two games it just, I don't know, just kind of petered out. Yeah, I I thought it was more bad luck than, than anything, with the offense at least. Uh, if if you go back in and look at it, I got the the box score right here in front of me. I mean, they had ten hits on Sunday, and then they had eight hits on Saturday. So the the offense was swinging the bat well, um, but they didn't necessarily swing it well with runners in scoring position, which obviously you need to find a way to do. But you, you go back and look. I, I bet if I went back and and watched and charted how many hard hit balls and balls that they actually barreled up and hit right at guys or hit to the warning track, I mean, I, it's probably double digits. So I thought the offense kind of ran into some bad luck. And, uh, again, I, I kind of thought that the umpire was not good whatsoever on, on Saturday and, and that they did not handle that well, especially at the end of that Saturday game. Tony Vitello was as mad as I've seen him when I talked to him on the field after the game on Saturday, uh, and, and he didn't – necessarily say anything 
um, that that would generate clicks or or retweets or, or likes on, on social media. But he was as annoyed as I've ever seen seen him. I mean, as annoyed uh, as he was after they lost to Boston College earlier this year, and and he questioned his team's determination and effort. And he, he talked for like three four minutes, was straight into the point, and afterwards he was like pacing like an absolute maniac up and down the dugout and kind of like clapping to himself. Like he, he, there was nobody around him and he was just pacing like there was steam coming out of his ears and, and just kind of clapping to absolutely nobody like a football coach pacing the, the sideline. And it was because of the umpires. He, he was as mad with the umpires as he has been all season. And, and he had a he had a fair gripe uh, because, again, like I said earlier, the track man system that these schools use, they were showing pitches out of the zone that the umpire was calling strike. So I think that contributed on Saturday. Again, you need to handle that better if, if you're a baseball team and, and adjust to a certain extent. Um, but I, I think they ran into bad luck more so than anything this weekend. We'll, we'll see how the next two weekends play out. Maybe my thought process on the weekend looks silly here based off of how they play these next two weekends. Um, but I, I thought the offense was fine. And then Drew Beam didn't have his best stuff, but his defense did not help him out in that fifth inning. And uh, Tennessee was unable to respond to that adversity after that fifth inning well guys it's good to hear your voices in the morning again and uh swain it's nice to uh see you have a quality co-host again see you boys that's not nice we do not condone rudeness on the swain event unless it's directed to the Arval. All right, back to the text box. Laurie T says, like no time has passed. Great show, guys. So good to see and hear y'all. So she's watching. Elsie Vall will bring in brother Ross Kivett home as the extra assistant help with the defense. Ben? He's still at Houston? Uh Yes, he is still at Houston. I don't know how Houston's season is is going. I, I think that not the coaching staff, but the head coach. I I, I want to say his job was on the line coming into the year. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I mean it, it wouldn't hurt for sure. Um, but that that's kind of Tony Vitello's department, and, and they've always been pretty good de- defensively. I think it's been more of a a personnel issue than coaching issue. The, the outfield defense was atrocious at the beginning of the year, and Tony made adjustments by getting Hunter Inslee in center field and Christian Scott in right field. And since that LSU series, the, the outfield defense has been terrific. It's the infield defense that continues to, to be very frustrating. I think Maui Ahuna has gotten better and lived up more to his resume since he has gotten healthier with a back injury and also become more comfortable in Knoxville. I think he's played pretty well the last couple of weekends. It's the right side of the infield that that has been the the, the bugaboo and not to, to single out Blake Burke or, or Christian Moore, but that's always kind of been the knock on them is like, yeah, they can swing the bat and they have a ton of natural talent at the plate, but how can they improve defensively and that was the, the big question marks coming into the season. Uh, and, and they've struggled at times at, at first base and, and second base. So uh, th- those guys are going to have to improve in, in those areas th- this upcoming offseason because it, it's been a struggle at, at times. And, and they're athletic and, and they're they're very gifted. So they're very capable 
over on that side. But that that's always been the knock on them or, or the question about them, even coming out of high school, is is how would they be able to to play in the field? And this year, it has not gone all that great. Chimp Arm Vols wants to know: Can Ben please tell some dad jokes? <laughs> I, I don't have any dad jokes. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm I'm not that that's Josh Ward. You, you got to tune in to, to Josh and Swain from twelve to three p.m. for for the dad jokes. I, I'm I'm still in the process of of learning dad jokes. I, I'm nine months in. Josh is a very experienced father, unlike myself. He got young kids, but man, I think he's been telling dad jokes before he became a dad. But, he, <laughs> but when you have multiple, that like that doubles the experience. Dude, like like, he, like your your experience is tripled. I don't have with, with, with three of them. I don't have any dad jokes. Josh has them like they just in his pocket. He just pulls them out <laughs> of nowhere, man. I don't know how he does it. Um, Raleigh Vall says, "Is Ben a Swifty?" I know he losing his voice after being up all night in Nashville. You went to Nashville for the Taylor Swift <laughs> concert? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You ain't got the I, line, Craig. Was you there? I I I was in Athens, Georgia. And there are photos on my Twitter timeline to to prove that I was in Athens, Georgia. I Taylor Swift is is not my not my taste of music. I I would go to the concert with the right person, but I, I that that's not my thing. I got you. It's it's his coffee. You know how coffee gets you. You you have a moment after having a cup of coffee at some point in the morning where you have to clear your throat. That, and unfortunately for me, it came in the midst while I was talking. Well, you know the problem is, Ben. What? You, you, you know you know the problem. You, you ain't really hit dad dad status until you drink your coffee black, because that it's that cream oh. you got in your coffee and that dairy that's that's making you <laughs> cough. And, and generate phlegm in your throat. That's what's going on, Ben. You're, you're absolutely right, and I do not care. I, I refuse <laughs> to drink my coffee black. That is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I, I think people like yourself who drink their, their coffee straight and, and just flat out black, I mean, I, I think you're psychotic, quite quite <laughs> frankly. I don't I don't know how you do it. I, and now I, I put more creamer in mind than probably the, the regular person. I, I'm not ashamed to admit I do two Splenda packs, and I put creamer in my coffee. And it tastes very, very good. Do your thing, man. Uh, QC Rodney, what's up, family? That's how you spelled it, all right? That's how you spelled it. How's the O-line recruiting looking for 24? Looks like Big Rodney has it sitting right for the defensive line. Uh, We got two guys committed right now on the the offensive line. Um, Gage Ginther and Jesse Perry. Uh, They're both three-star guys. And, and maybe uh, a third if you include uh, Jeremiah's Hurd, yeah, who yeah, is big boy. listed as a defensive over. lineman, but six seven, six eight, probably going to end up along the offensive yeah, line. Yeah, 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 that's right. At him, too. You know what's funny? Tennis, t- I'm, I'm going by 247 uh, recruiting rankings here. The best? Let me see here. All right. Right now, we have 11 commitments. Five of those are three stars. I don't, I don't see people complaining about three stars like, like, like we did a year or two ago. They shouldn't. 
I mean, it's funny because Tennessee won 11 games. Tennessee got players getting drafted. <laughs> and if you win games, you get players get drafted. Folks are like, do your thing, coach. Do your thing. Do you. Do you, boo-boo. Do your thing. We know you know what you're doing. Do your thing. You say he's good, he's good. It's just amazing what winning really, really does. Now, J.J. Harrell. Uh, don't, 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 don't get me going. Uh, I, I, there, there, there is a tangent. Uh, in, in, there, there is, uh, there, there's a pent-up conversation in my mind. That that is just ready to to explode. So let let's not get going on the JJ Harrell conversation. Um, uh, sir. So you have a a, a pent up pent up what? What you got pent up, man? I I have a a a a, a strict. Thought process on on the JJ Harrell situation. Well, I I, I have a, a pent up frustration building, well, and it's not JJ Harrell. It's just about recruiting. Man. It's 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 the typical recruiting. Man, I'll sit back in my chair. <laughs> hey, the the floor. Don't worry, I'll wait. The floor's yours, Ben. What what you got to tell us about about? What you got pent up inside when I mentioned J.J. Harrell in recruiting? What's on, your, what's on your mind, Ben? Say what you chest. What you got? It, it, it just makes me roll my eyes how he has a pinned tweet from when he committed saying home with four orange emojis. And he, he tweets out every now and then oh, how he, he loves being committed to Tennessee and, and, and this and that. Yet he he has the nerve to recruit. My recruitment is still open to anyone interested in me. Then you're not committed, man. You're not committed, and man, that's you fine. You getting old? You you getting old, man? That's fine, man. Man, relax. Get you get you some crown. Put it in that coffee. You need to chill, Ben. Ben. The, you know go, how going, it is going going to Ole Miss Man. and having Lane Kiffin retweet his tweets and and then giving these quotes about the two things in life that we rarely get are time and choices. So we've got to be wise about both. Man. That this is all fine. Take all the visits you want. You 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 get recruited once. It's a huge life decision. But don't don't have all these tweets for 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 retweets and, and likes and, and getting Tennessee fans to retweet your stuff and, and follow you on Instagram and, and talk about committed and, and this and that, and then tweet, my recruitment is still wide open to anybody interested in me. You're not committed then, I, which is fine. I, I get but, it. Hey, but you know how this is. All of it's like that, man. It's all like that. It's players do that no, to coaches. They a, coaches do it to players. They, they both do it. It's a receiver. That's the issue. Receiver. The he's a receiver and a diva like all these other receivers out here. Listen, in college football recruiting, the word commitments, commitment, excuse me, it doesn't hold weight. It doesn't mean the same as commitment in other areas of life. 
It doesn't. It just doesn't. And you have to just come to grips with that as a college football fan, that what you're used to commitment being, the way you were raised, and don't get me started on people that served our great country, people that are married, like that commitment is different than college football recruiting commitment. Because if you're expecting that to be the same, you're going to be disappointed. And coaches do it to players. Players do it to coaches. And the moment J.J. Harrell committed, I checked his film out. I go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like him. He's a baller. The next thing I did, Ben, was I Googled Sardis, Sardis, Mississippi to Oxford, Mississippi. I want to see how far it was. How far was it? Bro, it's 24 miles. It's 24 miles. We live in the age of NIL. Yesterday's prices ain't today's prices. And if one school has told you one number and you agree to that one number, and then you have another school, and I'm not saying Tennessee offered him a number or Spiral, I'm just using this as an example. But something obviously changed. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, Ben. I get it. Because I, I thought he was going to get a, t- a Tennessee tattoo when he committed. Like, he was committed, committed. But he's 24 miles away from Ole Miss. And we know the head coach at Ole Miss. We know how petty he is and how stubborn he is and how prideful he is. He runs an offense that's similar to Tennessee's. He can't lose the best player in his backyard. So even if they have to go over and beyond and overpromise and probably do more than what Tennessee's willing to do, then I think he's going to do it just to not look bad, allowing Tennessee to come into his backyard and steal one of his best players. Now, I knew, just like you knew, that this was going to be a marathon. This is going to be a marathon. And if you are him, what is he, 17, 18 years old? You want options. I'm put myself in his shoes. You want options. Now, when you do the, oh, I'm committed, but oh, this school offered this, promised me this, what you going to do? When you do that back and forth, back and forth, one school might go, you know what? I'm good. And this happens when you're negotiating, you know, contract, say 247 sports. Your contract may end. and You may go negotiate. You may use another business or uh, service to leverage to get more money and more perks. If you go back and forth, back and forth too much, they might say, you know what, Ben? We tired of you. Take your ass on over there then. (laughs) That's what they might do. And so this is part of the game, man. When I first saw his tweet talking about he was open, I was like, ah, oh, okay. I see how it is. I see how it is. But I wasn't surprised. And this is the game, Ben. 
This is the game. You know this. I I get it, but I don't have to like it. I, I, I rolled my eyes so hard. I feel the same exact way that you do. I do. But I felt like that 10 years ago about recruiting and commitment. It's just been a minute since Tennessee had had one of these types of, of commitments, unless I'm forgetting somebody obvious off the top of my head. Like, I, I know there's guys every year that you have to hold on to, especially as signing day approaches, but I, I don't really remember one that that played out on social media like this the last couple of years. I I prefer if you're going to waffle and if you're going to leverage schools against each other. Do it privately. Do it privately. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm don't with don't you. do don't do it for the social media clout. Yeah. I'm, and I, I get you. it. They're they're young, young men. They're young they're young men. You're they're right. kids. They're young, they're young young kids, young men, whatever you want to call it. They're young and experienced. This is their first time going through this process. So you got to give them grace. I do. You I give them grace. Just, man. <sighs> you know, he dealing with Lane, man. <laughs> he dealing with Lane. Lane. Lane is a master. Okay. So you got to give him some grace. I know. I know. He just need, he, he need to take a little visit to Knoxville, get his mind right. Maybe get he a little phone call. In Knoxville. He want to get a phone call from Nico. Hey, bro, what you doing? This is Nico. What are you doing, man? You want to catch balls from me? Or you want to catch ball from this other dude? Come on, man. It's, it's me. It's Nico. And then JJ go, you know what, man? I'm just, I was tripping. You're right. <laughs> you see all these guys hyper putting in the league? I was you can be the next one. I was tripping. You're right. You're right, Nico. Dang, man. My bad, man. Lane, Lane got in my head. <laughs> That's all. That's all. I got to get his mind back right. That's all it's going to take. Oh, man. Ballstorm says, don't act like Ole Miss has a good NIL. No, they don't. But they don't have a they don't have to have a good one to go all in on one player. Especially one that's 24 miles away. Yeah, but it also seems like a, a bad decision to, to go all in on a receiver. I mean, it, it is a receiver really worth going all in on. No, we don't know what we don't know what all in means for Ole Miss. Number, That's number one, and they just listen. They just put a receiver in the league too. Uh, yeah, I mean, like it, it wouldn't be a, a horrible decision on his part to go play for for Lane uh, and stay in his backyard. Like it, that decision absolutely makes sense. Like Lane Kiffin has a successful offense, but from from Ole Miss's perspective, like NIL has been an issue for them. Lane Kiffin has not been quiet about that. He has flirted with other jobs because of it. So I, I just like they they have to be selective. I mean, they are like a small market professional team, whether it be basketball or baseball or, or football like they they have to be smart about their financial decisions when it comes to, to NIL, where a place like Tennessee, not that Tennessee is printing NIL money, but Tennessee can 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 pass around the collection plate a little bit more than a place like Ole Miss can. Like t- Tennessee can have their their Nico, but also go out and and secure defensive players and skill position players and linemen all at the same time. And and I don't know if you can do that at Ole Miss. So bang I, I up, do bang wonder. Up. Bang 
can you go in on, on a receiver? I mean, if if it's like an all-world receiver, like a Calvin Johnson or or Alshon Jeffrey or, or somebody like that, then then okay. Uh, and maybe Alshon Jeffrey's not the greatest example because Alshon wasn't like a, a top-tier recruit coming out, I, I don't believe. Uh, you, you can correct me if, if I'm wrong there, but um, he, he wasn't Calvin Ridley or – one of these more recent receivers, Justin Jefferson, somebody like that. What 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 are you backing up on? What 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 did I say that that made you raise your eyebrow? I'm just I'm just waiting on you to finish, man. Because I'm, I'm finished. Because what I'm about to say gonna have you like, oh dang, oh yeah, dang, dang man, I didn't think about it that way. Dang, dang, ah. Oh. Step. I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. Ben McKee, are you there? Uh, I am. I'm looking up Alshon Jeffrey's recruiting ranking. That's the wrong ranking you're you looking up. I want you to look up the 2013 recruiting rankings, and I want you to tell me where Ole Miss finished. That was was that the year they finished number one. This is a this is the group that finished eighth in the country, fourth composite. This is the the class that have four five stars. The one that got Hugh fired. They had seven four stars and three and uh, seventeen three stars. This was the class that had Robert Kimdichie, <laughs> number one overall player. They had Laramie Tunsil, Puff Puff Laramie Tunsil, you know, with the gas mask. La- Laquan Treadwell, Tony Connor. All were five stars. How do you think they got those players, Ben? Uh, money. <laughs> uh, NIL before NIL. So, do you think those same folks that were supporting Ole Miss football under Hugh Freeze, you think they're more or less excited about Ole Miss football with Lane Kiffin? More. So, my point is, they they can still they can still pay folks. They, yeah, say they can. They, they can, uh, they can uh, still. I mean, Tennessee's nil is more organized, and it looks better. And, and I think there's more of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I it looks better, but Ole Miss proved before that they can out recruit. Anyone in the country on a given year. Not consistently like Georgia, Alabama, some of these other programs. But, like, they have shown, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do what it takes. If we really, really, really want to, we will do what it takes. Laquan Treadwell is from almost in Chicago. Ben McKee, do you hear me? <laughs> this brother is is from the city. Took a visit to Oxford and said, you know what? Man, I want to live here. That's that's what he said. He got the Alshon Jeffrey treatment. That's what he said. Well, Alshon Jeffrey from South Carolina. He already country. Well, so, I, I, I'm, I'm talking about some of the recruiting tactics. Well, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like. Alshon Jeffrey. But, but. Treadwell 
is a city boy who went to Ole Miss. And I don't know many folks um, growing up that wanted to play at Ole Miss and live in Mississippi, okay? <laughs> you can put two or two together. You're obviously very correct, but there's also a reason that Lane Kiffin has been very loud about the, the NIL stuff at, at Ole Miss and uh, it, it's been no secret that he has pursued other jobs within his own division like th- there, there's a reason for that as why well why did he go to Auburn well Auburn didn't really want him right no dude me Auburn Auburn rep- you should know this this is your second team <laughs> this is this is your your in-laws team how, how dare you disrespect my <laughs> beloved Army Black Knights? This is this is your team, Auburn Tigers, because it's your in-laws team. But remember, Auburn had a fat bag of NIL money stored mm-hmm. waiting for the portal. And they've obviously done pretty good in the portal uh, since Hugh Freeze has been there. But like Lane, there was reports from an Ole Miss reporter that Lane kind of threw under the bus over and over and over again. Remember that guy reported that Lane was going to Auburn? Yep. On the surface, you would say, well, dude, Auburn's a better job than Ole Miss. But with the college football playoff expanding to 12, Ole Miss was, Lane was like, well, I mean, it's not better. It's not a better job. Well, why is it not well, a better he, job? He, he's crazy for that. But why Why do you think Lane feels like it's not a better job? I don't know. Because at Auburn, you can win a national championship, and at Ole Miss, you cannot. Because he got bags at Ole Miss. Ben, he, he he got bags at Ole Miss. He got access to bags at Ole Miss, and he can do with Ole Miss what he probably can do at Auburn now that their playoff expanding. 2013 proved that Ole Miss got bags. Ole Miss has bags, but my point is that they're not the bags that Alabama, Georgia, no, Auburn, no, Tennessee has. No, no, no. That, that that's why I said like they they have to operate more like a a small market team. Not not that they're dirt poor like the the Oakland A's or the Tampa Bay Rays, but they they also don't have the Yankees payroll or the Dodgers payroll. Like they're, they're somewhere no. in the middle and somewhere in the middle in the SEC. Like you're far, you're far behind because the SEC has so many big dogs. Yeah. Like they're not, they don't have the same amount of bags as Oklahoma, Texas, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, LSU, Tennessee, Auburn. I mean, we, they're I way it. behind. I get it. But you got to understand something too. JJ Harrell lives in Mississippi. No, I know. And so they can't lose him to especially a team like Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it'd be it'd be one thing if he went across the, the state line into Alabama and, and played for the tide or, or played for Auburn or even played at Mississippi State, but to lose him to an SEC East team that that is six and a half hours away, like that would be a really, really bad look for him, for sure. So like I, I get it. But I I do wonder like can can you aff- Ole Miss has bags I'm not trying to say that they don't yeah I just I do wonder like can can they afford to go all in on a receiver on one player uh, be- yeah why not well just because I, I I feel like there's a lot of great receivers out there yeah I mean it's it's the same reason like the NFL like you you can Man, he from if you need a receiver you can wait until the third fourth round to, to take a receiver there's a bunch of receivers everywhere he's 24 miles away i i understand that <laughs> that's 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 the that's the caveat here he's 24 miles away and he is a top 20 receiver 
in the country. He's committed to a school that runs the same offense as you do, or you run the same offense as Tennessee. Because, Lane, you wasn't running this offense the whole entire time he was offense coordinator. You just started this, Lane. You ain't fooling me. I saw what you was running at Tennessee. I saw what you was running at Alabama. And damn sure what what hype was running here at Tennessee. So, Lane got it from Tennessee, okay? Jeff Levy. And Jeff Levy. Jeff Levy was there uh, before going to Oklahoma. Jeff Levy is the son-in-law, Art Browse. Jeff Levy worked for Josh Heupel at Central Florida. Okay. J.J. Harrell's from Mississippi. He's he's one of the top receivers. He's the best player at Mississippi. That ego ain't going to let Lane lose him, man. Now, he may still lose him. He may still lose him because Tennessee laid a lot of great groundwork. But all I'm saying is just be prepared for a fight. That's all. 12-round fight. Just be prepared for a fight. Just be prepared for a fight. I don't have to like it, though. You don't have to like it. I don't like it. I don't have to like the tweets. I don't like the tweets either, but I understand. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I miss you, Ben. I miss you too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Big, big, big shot, Rob says, no, nah, Auburn wanted him. His family didn't want to move. Oh, man. Knox and, and what's his dog name? I don't know. What's his little dog name? Little mutt. Yeah, a little a, a little bulldog like Brad. Nah, it ain't a mutt. It's a it's a pretty dog. I mean, it's no ace, but it's a pretty dog. You mean it's no judge? Oh my god, he just hurt me. Why do you have a iron on your table? Nobody can see that. I can see it, and I it's I've been wondering why you have an iron on your desk for like thirty minutes now. Uh, you probably wondered for an hour and 30 minutes, but why, why do you think it's iron in here, Ben? Well, I mean, I know what the iron is for, but you're in your office. So I don't know why the iron would be in your office and not in a in another room in your <laughs> house where, where irons are typically used. Well, it's been a while since you've been over here. So move the iron and iron board downstairs. <laughs> and uh, my office is right next to the laundry room. And the iron, iron board now is in the laundry room. But because okay. the outlets in the laundry room are not easy to get to to plug in the iron, guess whose room is used to iron clothes now? <laughs> Your room. It's in my office, yes. It's the studio. So that's why. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I know you don't iron the same three polos you recycle throughout the week. No, nah, man. No. I'm, I mean, I'm wearing T-shirts and. I do radio, okay? I'm out here selling car insurance. I don't need to dress up. So, I don't you do need You have a face for radio. That is for sure. Whatever. I, we on video too. But yeah, I don't I don't I don't iron my stuff during during the week. The dryer handle it. The dryer will handle the wrinkles, okay? <laughs> All right. I think we have done a good job on the first day of the Swain event in the morning. The re-up. So the re-up. The re-up here on the Swain event. Man, it's a vibe, man. I miss this vibe. I miss this vibe. I miss you guys, man. Text box was humming this morning. My goodness. There's so much stuff here. I, I cannot get to all of it. So 
we'll just have to dedicate Thursday's show to the text box. Yeah, we will. We will uh, copy all these questions and comments, and then get to them on, on Thursday morning. That's what we'll do. That sounds like a plan. All right, so I'm doing some more radio today. Man, what you got going on today? Uh, uh writing a couple of things uh, about Tennessee baseball. Okay. And oh, Tennessee actually plays baseball tonight. I actually forgot about that. Tennessee is playing Austin P tonight at uh, six thirty. There, there's five home games left, which seems absolutely crazy. Feels like the season just started. Also, seems unlikely that Tennessee is going to host. After losing this past weekend to Georgia, still not impossible, but uh, you have to beat two top 10, top 15 teams to, to end the season and, and maybe win a game or two in Hoover to host. So if they don't host, there's only five games left, and it's uh, from today until next Tuesday. So that's what I'm doing. I'm writing a couple of things on Tennessee baseball. Going to try to catch a pregame nap and, and then go cover the baseball team as right. they take, take on mighty – Austin P, the govs of good old Clarksville, Tennessee. All right. All right. Well, that's what Ben's doing. The home of, of Jalen Reeves, Maven, and, and Christian Scott. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's what Ben's doing. Be on the lookout for uh, work coming from Ben McKee over there at Go Vols 247. I got, I got some more work to do. So uh, 12 to 3, Joshua Swain on 991, the sports animal. Uh, we'll be rocking and rolling this evening. So we'll post this podcast and then uh, it's time to show prep for. The afternoon show. Man, Ben, this was this was good. This was good, Ben. Fun first day. Good to be back, my friend. The storms, hey, not credit issue with power going out or anything. That's what I was worried about this morning. But we good. We good. Ha- ha- had limited tech issues, which is always a good thing. Oh, yeah. Always a, always a great thing. For sure. For sure. For sure. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Hillers, Heat Wave Heroes. Y'all know it's going to get hot this year. I know it's coming. It happens every year. It gets really, really hot. Heat Wave Heroes are keeping you from getting burned this summer. If you know your, no, your home needs an air conditioning replacement, don't wait, guys. Don't wait until it breaks down. You don't want to be sweating in your own house. It's one thing to sweat outside, but when you're sitting up in your house and sweating, that is not a good look. Very, very uncomfortable. You don't want that to happen. So make sure you stay out in front of that. This month, you can get a free UV light and free electronic air cleaner when you buy select new HVAC systems. Also, water filtration for your whole home is just $59 a month. Whole home generators just $139 per month. You can call Hiller's Heatwave Heroes to save the day. Superhero. Visit happyhiller.com to book. Do not wait until your air conditioner goes out. Get out in front of it. Give Hiller a call. Go to the website, happyhiller.com. For the great Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Thank y'all for joining us. We appreciate y'all's time. Thursday, 8 a.m. We'll be back. Peace and love.